welcome to Downloadable Coffee Dallas. I'm your host, Rebecca, and joining me today is Daniel Shea and Joel Hires. This is a podcast where we recap the events happening around the DFW area and beyond, as well as take a look back at the what topics took over the VGOCC last week. There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot that's been going on. We actually have some past events this time around. Uh, there was the game de- the game jam, which was finished last week. Yep. To pretty cool, pretty cool success. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so not, you guys not both, to toot our own horns, I mean, but Joel and I participated in our game's pretty pretty rad. Yeah, so I went to went to it and everybody had you had the there was a Mario like cart game. There was the guy who made it, it was a like a Doom style game. And the theory behind that was a mouthwash company hired a game company to do a game about mouthwash. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool in like that old school style of like, you know, Chex Quest and stuff like that, the sort of cross uh, branding of video games advertising. But it was fictional, obviously. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was sort of a like a PlayStation 1 era, like a 3D platformer yeah. where you're collecting mouthwash and talking to these giant like cosmic teeth. <laughs> it was uh, pretty, fan- pretty fantastic. The rotating sprite, or not sprites, uh, pickups, Made, they were 3D models, but the rotating pickups made me really happy because it, it like felt very much like an old Gex game or something like that. Right. right. And you guys did a kind of, not a, you did a, a beat-em-up. <laughs> yeah, so we did like a first-person brawler, brawler, but yeah. like in the style of like uh, of one of the older Doom games or Wolfenstein 3D, but but with anthropomorphic dogs just okay. beating the crap out and of each other. what was your game called? <laughs> Woof and Stein. <laughs> Which is the name of the fictional bar where these, these 1920s uh, Prohibition-era dogs were boxing. And so their blood, alco- blood alcohol content levels were so high that, that it, when you kill them, they, they, they explode. Yeah, into- so there is a clip on, on our on our Twitter. That's where it's at. There was a clip, there's a clip on our Twitter where you can go and check out what the, because it was some of the members and a few mm-hmm. others from Dallas Society of Play or Society of Play now who who worked on it. Um, yeah. How You guys had a team of five? Uh, there, so there were, I think, seven, seven total, total participants. Yeah. Uh, five, five that were uh, Having to, having, to, <laughs> having to actively crank out all the all the stuff at the end to get it to get it playable for the for the game jam, right? Like, what would yeah. they call that demo? I yeah, guess. yeah, the demo night. Yeah, yeah. It, it really came together, and, and it was uh, it's always it's always fun to see those the bricks fall into place. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, awesome. And then we also had the beer club <laughs> we did have the beer our club. beer yeah. club I which didn't was get this... another pretty successful night yeah we had maybe up to like i want to say 10 people that really showed up uh really showed up like whatever uh that showed up and it was it was a mixture of people from society of play mm-hmm. and some of our regulars and some new people and it was pretty awesome uh, the conversations range from anywhere. I don't know what was happening on the other side of the table. I know what was happening on my side of the table. There's a guy who just who had disappeared for like six months, pops up, and it turns out he'd been a trucker for six months. Wow. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's still involved in like the society uh, with Society of Play. There are some guys who, former Polynite guys, 
one who now works at Bethesda and the other one who works at a research um, thing, they were both there and we got to talking about Epic, which we'll get a little bit into it later, but they were very uh, passionate about <laughs> about it. Bethesda guy is like, no comment, because <laughs> he knew he was sitting across the table from, but the other guy was just like, he, he went on a very long rant. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. We, um, on our side of the table, one of my favorite conversations to get started is just come hang out with Joel and get talking about about uh, Dark Souls. And it, it turns into a wonderful, like, 45-minute discussion of philosophy. And- yeah, there's a, a one of the Friday, Friday group, one guy is just like, I hate Bloodborne. And you're like... What? <laughs> Joe's like, you don't even know the race. You cheated the game. You cheated yourself. <laughs> so, uh, so you guys had your your conversations. We had our conversation. Uh, overall, it was a great time. Yeah, it was. It's a good night. There's mm. a lot of people show up. And that is the second Tuesday of or second Tuesday, the last Tuesday of every month. So, if you you want to come and join our fun, it's one of our looser because. The, the Friday, the morning clubs are much more structured. Mm-hmm. The, the, the beer club is much not, <laughs> if that helps you. It's a lot looser. Everybody's uh, super friendlier. Yeah. And, uh, it, yeah, if you want to come hang out, definitely come hang out. Don't, uh, a lot of game devs tend to, tend to come to those, so don't, don't like be abrasive and bring your resume and shove it oh, in their yes. faces or anything. Please, please we, don't. We've had some problems with that. But, <laughs> but if you want to just come hang out, uh, definitely. Um, it's For a lot sure. of fun. For sure. And then another event, which wasn't really one that we were putting on or anything, but that was just one we dropped that was dropped into the Discord. It was the Borderlands 3 Worldwide Gameplay Reveal. Um, some of our members who work at Gearbox actually had a chance to go to L.A. to actually be a part of the whole event. Um, did you guys get a chance to see any of the gameplay? Uh, yeah, I watched a bit of it. Yeah, okay. It's pretty good. looks pretty great. We're not, <laughs> uh, not sponsored. So, <laughs> and then there was also, let me just pull this up real quick, the Drink and Draw DFW Irving, which was put on by a bunch of short guys, was it? I, I think it's its own. Thing and maybe they maybe might be linked, maybe maybe linked. Um, but it was, I found it on, on a bunch of short guys' thing. So the drink and draw happened. Um, so that's really cool. Yeah, it was hosted by somebody who is in relation to a lot of the groups in the area. Um, so I hope that went really well. And that's about all we have for past events. So here's upcoming. The first on the list is May 9th, which is the Game Dev Drink Up. This is to correct us because we said, <laughs> when Trey and I were on here last, we're like, oh no, it's, it's uh, what, it was like May 14th or something like that. It's not correct. May 9th. <laughs> so that's another place that's just a great time. It has a lot of locals, um, both AAA and indie. It's always great to see the mix. Then we have the Shape and Composite, which is May 18th. That is a bunch of short guys. They're having Fred Gardner uh, be there to kind of talk about the 2D and 3D aspects of being of doing concept art. And we also have, and this is kind of a bit, of, a bit bigger announcement, it is DreamHack is coming to Dallas. It's going to be the first DreamHack that happens in Dallas. 
IGDA Dallas crew managed to work out a deal with DreamHack that gives a limited space, free limited space for local talent to come out and share their games. If you're interested, you can go to Society of Play. If you're one of our members, you can find it on our Facebook group or Discord, a, Google, a link to a Google Doc that will, that will allow you to sign up for either the space or volunteer for the event. They definitely need volunteers, and we'd love to be we love to have this kind of take off and have it here year after year. Mm-hmm. It just gives another place for a lot of people to kind of show off what they're working on. Um, some other things that they're talking about doing, possibly a game jam and whatnot, but as we get more details on that, we'll let you know. The event, DreamHack itself, is going to take place May 30, 31st. Uh, so again, if you want to volunteer, if you want to get some space, uh, reach out to the IGDA Dallas. You can check out Society of Play Twitter, or if you're a, a member in any of our channels, you should be able to find a link that will take you to the Google Doc to sign up. That's about it. Am I missing anything? Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Onwards to the news. Like we said, there's been a lot of chatter that's been going on. Um, one of the ones we'll talk about real quickly, we'll touch base on it, um, is of course Epic. It's still kind of a hot topic for a lot of people. This news comes from The Verge, where it is talking about how Epic bought the creators of Rocket League, Scion Games. Psionics. Psionic Games. Perfect. Uh, of course, when the announcement was made, the they um, people were very upset, took to steam, let their, you know, their discontent be known. But what here it also says is that Epic may also may take entirely, oof, this is all a mess. Epic, when they take it, is going to probably take Steam off of Steam off of Rocket League off of Steam. Uh-huh. <laughs> we got there. Yes. Um, Rocket League off of Steam, and this brought a lot of people, um, understandably, it made a lot of people myth. The PC version of Rocket League will come to Epic's game store in late 2019. In the meantime, it will continue to be available for purchase on Steam. Thereafter, it will continue to be supported on Steam for all existing purchases. So that's some things to know. Um, people, they're not sure how the game is going to be supported. They're not sure if it's still going to be supported on Linux or anything like that. Uh, we, that's just all anybody knows so far when it comes to Epic and Rocket League. Uh, it's a trend, and I think we're going to see repeat, you know, over and over again. Especially, I'm pretty sure. I mean, Rocket League, I believe, is done with the Unreal Engine. So what, do you, what do you mean by trend? As in, like, we're going to see because we know Epic is going to be doing is heavily curating, yeah, their their things. So not everybody is going to get a place at the table, so to speak. No, definitely not. But I, but I think as long as that you know crazy Fortnite money is pouring <laughs> in, you know, they can they can they can choose and pick. You know, I think it'll be it'll be more telling. For, you know, in my opinion, it'll be more telling as they start recruiting the unknowns. You know, games that haven't really come out yet. Like you saw that happen when they launched. They pulled in Hades from uh, Supergiant. Um, uh, but you know, are they going to take risks on unproven indies? You know, or is that is that 
I mean, I imagine it'll happen eventually. Well, so one of the things that I've also seen, and this isn't like super solid news, um, but I have been paying attention. Reddit is one of the places I go and get some of my news. It's not the best, but it's where I go and get some. And there's definitely a lot of discontent, both from developers and from there. And there's mention that some developers say that if Epic comes to them, they're not on board with the whole exclusivity and worried about what would happen to their game, even if they did take the chance. Um, so I, I think it comes down to just like the overall conversation. Well, a lot of people are, well, the majority of our clubs sounded like they were happy about having competition, having new new people come in and kind of, I don't know, you know, shove it to, to steam. At the same time, we, we haven't really touched on the fact that Epic didn't say they were opening up the floodgates for everybody, right? And that's like, that's something that should be noted. Yeah. But, and as of right now, it doesn't sound like they have any plans of ever being Steam, really. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, I remember when Steam launched, uh, it was with like the Half-Life 2 demo, mm-hmm. and I refused to download the demo because I didn't want to sign up for a service to play a demo. Mm-hmm. And it was a few years after that, I think, when the orange box came out, that I specifically was like, all right, I'm going to sign up for this thing. This is now like in my value threshold. And it was another, really, it was when Portal 2 came out that I finally took the service seriously. And that at that point, that was several years mm-hmm. of its existence yeah. before it like sort of hit that sort of mass, you know, yeah. like, like everyone's buying games and then the steam yeah. sales and all that stuff. And, and I don't know most of these, most of the, like the business of valve, cause they're certainly not really making games. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Dota 2, I said this at the club. I was like, tell me a game they're making. And everybody immediately like right. looked at me with Dota 2. And Dota I was, 2 like, and the okay. card game. Yeah. I mean, they've got stuff, but it, obviously that, you know, that half, that you know, mysterious half-life three, portal mm-hmm. three, you know, there's, there's, there's these things that, that as a group we want to see, but clearly they're marketing, like the way they, they view their, their place in the industry is not the same. And, and I would argue that valve for the most part is their specialty, their business mm-hmm. is steam, mm-hmm. you know, which, which if you look at any of the other online stores, except maybe like Gog, uh, I think they, you know, they do, they do pretty good. They're, they're pretty on top of things, but, um, but like, you know, the, the EA one, the Ubisoft one, the, you know, like all of these different services, very few of them are bothering to put in the features that people have come to trust and love from Steam because that's not their business. Mm-hmm. They, they set up an online store because they're like, Steam's taking our money. You mm-hmm. know, and it's like, well, no, there's a reason that Best Buys exist. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, you know, you want, you want a storefront to handle the niceties of being a storefront. Mm-hmm. And if, if Epic, if Epic doesn't go down that line, then all they're really going to be is, is, a, is, is a, is a place to buy a handful of, of high end games. Right there. I mean, they're also taking the same, same path as discord itself. Discord is now starting to offer games through its own channel, but are doing their own curated right. stuff. So this was just like, we were excited, but now we're having to take off the rose colored glasses and go, hold up. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> Let's really, really look at this from another level, and yeah, it's... So it's interesting, it. too, because I don't remember seeing this level of malcontent and, you know, general, like, unhappiness when, when like, Disney bought up Marvel or, or no, it was Fox. There. Or, <laughs> I, mean, it was, I mean, there was some. It was there, yeah, but yeah, I don't yeah. remember the, the writing and the review bombing and stuff like <laughs> right. that, like, which, I mean, it's, I mean, it's going to have the same You didn't result. know about the review bombing? Captain Marvel before it ever hit theaters was review bombed. That wasn't wasn't that wasn't because of discontent with Disney. 
No, was, it wasn't with yeah. dis. It was just yeah. discontent because of yeah. you know. It's the, yeah. yeah, but at least it's still happening, yeah. kind of thing. Um, well, that's the new. That's the new. I mean, like it, it's the weird. It's like this. The, this kind of weird reality we live in, where social media has a lot of power and yet no power yeah. <laughs> at the same time. And people are afraid of being review bombed, but Disney doesn't care about being review bombed. <laughs> Epic clearly doesn't care. Really Most can, of these companies don't really care. You know, they could be like. We usually buy the entire your entire social media thing. Don't even start. <laughs> right. Well, and, it, and it's the complaint about Borderlands Three. Like, mm-hmm. as, as much people as, as people might complain about Borderlands Three, no one's not going to buy that game because they have to log into another service. That's right. ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's more towards the PC market. Yes. The console yeah. market's not having the same problem. It's yeah. just it's yes. the PC overlords that are that are. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I, I totally get it from like a platform perspective. Like, mm-hmm. if, if if Epic Game Store only worked on Mac, you know, yeah. or, or 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 Linux or something like that, I would totally get it. But like, you, you already most of these big end games force you to log into something when you get them anyway. Like any any Rockstar game, any Ubisoft yeah. game, EA <laughs> games, they all you all have to have another login anyway. You're going to log in. The only difference is that it isn't on your Steam list. Yeah, that's the only <laughs> difference. And and so I, I get. I mean, I I love having my Steam list. I love having all of my stuff in one place that I don't have to like go and find it. So I, I appreciate the, the frust, the, I guess irritation is maybe a better yeah. word, but the outcry and the outrage, the gnashing of the teeth. I don't, mm-hmm. that's, I, you know, I don't. Yeah. As if it's somehow costing you another 300 bucks. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is free. And if Epic store games required a, an NVIDIA, you know, video card, I would, I would get that, you know, but like, it's not, it's just, you just log in. You just you right. click a button. So moving on, we're going to jump to another topic that has been, it hasn't just been taking like the club by storm, but the industry as a whole by storm. What? Sanic. (laughs) That's coming up next. (laughs) This is more, I kind of want to jump that up. Uh, This is more about League of Legends creators riot. So this comes from, there are so many articles that everybody just dropped in here. Um, because it's grabbing a lot of attention. This is from Kotaku. Kotaku was originally the ones that broke the news about Riot's sexist, misogynic, misogynistic culture. Uh, and since then, everybody's sort of been following this story on how like Riot is going to... How's Riot going to change? They promised they would change. Well, apparently they're not changing fast enough. As Kotaku has stated, over 150 Riot employees walk out to protest forced arbitration in sexist culture. Now, we talked about this before uh, on the last podcast about the arbitration. It's a very common business practice. I don't think we really got went into like great detail on it. But arbitration is actually a very common practice for, for companies, uh, in particular large ones. There are some companies that have had this problem in the past where employees have been unhappy about forced arbitration, having to settle out of court, and so on and so forth. Uh, what some companies have done and what Riot has also said they would do is allow for probably, well, okay, let me back up real quick. Um, one company, I'm not going to name the company, uh, had stated that they're allowing that, like, you can't force arbitrate if it's in revol- if it revolves harassment. Um, Riot seems like they're going to be taking that same stance. If it's about harassment, yeah, go forward and do your thing. However... Uh, for a lot of people, they're still saying that's just not enough. Period. It's not enough. Do do do. So of the oh, okay, that was the company. Um, so of the problems that they that that a lot of the riot writers, which 
they their walkout was called Writers Unplugged, which is a play off of Ray Unplugged. Um, so Writers Unplugged, uh, they cited the fact that some of the biggest people, some of the biggest problematic people, all they received was pretty much a slap on the wrist. The CEO, who was included in a lot of these issues, was cited in a lot of these harassment claims, only received two months of unpaid leave, but then was allowed to return to work. Uh, for a lot of people, that's just like, well, that's not good enough, right? What has his attitude changed any? Um, uh, we know humans don't typically change that fast. <laughs> and this has been a, a pretty much a year in the news of just this company being kind of taken apart bit by bit, both from the outside and the inside. Um, so yeah, to me, what it sounds like for this particular problem is that while yes, they seem to be doing something, uh, they, they've made, they hired a diversity officer, they're trying something, it, but they're not being transparent. It doesn't yeah. sound like they're being transparent. They need to be transparent. Like what, what steps are they taking? And give a deadline because when you're not transparent, when all you're saying is, oh, we're taking steps, it'll be done soon. That gives nobody anything to go on. Like, is this a three month process? Is this a two year process? Don't worry about that. <clears throat> Keep talking. Like, just, just yeah. Like. Just, I mean, some level of transparency, like give, give people something to hold on to so that they know, okay, we're at least getting, you know, XX and X like by whatever date. Mm -hmm. But when you're just left wondering, I don't know. That's and that, that's across the board. That's anything. That's promising people someday you're going to get a raise. Like that's not enough to like stay with the company, right? Like well, forever. Not. Like holding until you out, see like, like George gets it, and you're like, oh, yeah. if George got it, I'm obviously going to get it soon. Maybe in ten years I'll get a three thousand dollar raise. Like I mean, <laughs> yeah, something concrete. I don't know. Right. Um, so we just wanted to touch on that story because it's kind of big and breaking at, at the moment. On um, and I mean to kind of follow up on this, uh, what was the other? Well, it definitely mirrors sort of a rise in general worker discontent. Uh, oh yeah. In the industry as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time one of these exposés comes out, it feels like there's a bit of a snowball that comes with it, yeah. where more people are like, maybe I should speak up. <laughs> yeah, you know? you're not joking. So yeah. re- real quickly, the honorable mentions that are kind of in sync with this is that NetherRealms was also called out for their self-containing um, culture. That was from GameIndustry.biz. Uh, so they're, they've gotten cited for, for Crunch. Uh, what was another one? And then we had... Um, we had some mentions of Game Workers Unite popping up, and, and in particular, they were actually seen at this event, kind of bolstering the troops. Right, <laughs> yeah, they're kind of saying this is exactly why you need the union involved, um, and, and people pointing to like another arms. Oh. You're right, the snowball effect. The one article that I saw that came out that kind of. It was like the opposite was about Slime Rancher. I don't know if you heard about that. This comes from waypoint.vice.com in which, in which the article says how Slime Rancher was able to be completed on 40-hour work weeks with virtually no crunch, with virtually little to no crunch. And one person in here says that at one point he was so used to working just crunch time that it was kind of weird when somebody came to him and said, go home. <laughs> There's nothing you can't do tomorrow, uh, sort yeah. of thing. 
Yeah, it's a weird, I mean, there's always going to be, whenever there's, whenever you're dealing with the unknown, there's always going to be unforeseen consequences. And when you're dealing with budgets and deadlines, uh, you know, these, these things mm-hmm. are going to happen. You know, I, I, I don't, but, but certainly there are plenty of companies that, that either, either because they have good planning or because they just have that, that kind of work philosophy. I, I know when all of this started, um, Clay, the guys that make Oxygen Not Included and okay. Starve, Don't Starve, and, uh, mm. and Shank and Mark of the Ninja, they have a, they've, they've always, it seems like anyway, according to themselves, <laughs> they've always had a very strong sort of non-crunch work-life uh, balance, balance mm-hmm. uh, in, in their company. And they, they seem to be doing okay for themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, it, it is possible. Um, but, but there is, there's always that, that passion, you know, element. So, but that's the problem. And a lot of articles, including some of the things that you hear out of Riot, people hide behind the passion, right? People, leaders hide behind the passion. In that NetherRealms article, they talked about how, yeah, they didn't say we had to, it wasn't mandatory, but then they'd be like, if you're passionate about games, if you're passionate about your career, you're going to put in that extra 40, 50 hours of work. And that's the problem. Uh, and we've harped on this a lot, which is why we're not continuing the whole discussion on, on, um, on crunch. But overall, we're looking at just like how companies are managing themselves and how they're and how, yes, more and more developers, gamers, even some gamers, uh, definitely some companies are stepping out and going, this isn't okay. Sexism, crunch, what, what have you, that negatively impacts people's lives and makes it very difficult to just continue to smile in general. It's not okay. Yeah. And it's not, and it's not, sadly, it's not unique to, you know, video games, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like even like we're just, because we're a younger industry that has now grown, we're, you know, we filled our britches with, <laughs> with, uh, you know, discontent, I guess at this point. Um, but, but you, you, you see it. I, again, you know, management, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's people, people overlook how important good management is mm-hmm. and how often when bad management comes into play, that rolls down onto the employees at the bottom. Yeah. You know, uh, we all have stories. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? When, when you're making six figures and like the, the job you've committed your life to the job and you're making $150,000 a year and you don't mind working 80 hours a week, that's, that's one thing, but expecting your low level employees that are, making $32,000 a year with no overtime to put in 80 hours a week is kind of absurd. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to, we're going to go on to the next topic and this is one that you're super excited about. Sanic. <laughs> Gotta talk fast. <laughs> so this comes from, uh, is again, another article from Kotaku, but it's actually been taking the internet by storm Nobody was happy with the reveal of what Sonic looked like. No, it's been the talk for a while. Uh, <laughs> and finally, it lo- sounds like the big wigs upstairs has heard that the internet exists and knows that we are not happy. <laughs> and, are actually, spoken. <laughs> and are actually planning on changing the whole way that Sonic is portrayed. Yeah, which, which I think is like... I guess good and bad. Like, like it's good that they're listening to the people, but, but at the same time, like it sounds like they're not changing the release date for this. So all the so it comes back to like yeah, all the, the animators, you know, yeah. are going to have to. 
put in 150 hour work weeks. So, when you want to hope at some point somebody had the foresight to be like, this is fine or this is not fine. I, I mean, but then we have, but then we also know that marketing will approve a name like Sad. <laughs> yes, yeah. but it's I, I don't understand how like. And admittedly, it's it's not like the worst thing I've ever seen in the world, but but it's not great. I mean, he looks like a human in a furry suit, and this is like this isn't something that's been adapted from from a cartoon specifically or something like, like this is something that has existed as a three D CG IP for the that's a lot of acronyms yeah. for for decades already, like at least twenty years. It's already been like a three D rendered thing mm. so so it's weird that they <laughs> well and there's and there's got i mean movie studios I, I i find anyway that movie studios always want to claim some level of ownership over whatever it is that they're doing uh sometimes to not the greatest effects like the live action dragon ball movie or the uh, <laughs> uh, that golden beauty come on <laughs> right? yeah but, it's, it's, but, it, but, even, but even then it's like okay why like why change these elements? You know, like I, I get I get this element or that element. Was it but was it Iron Man three that had uh, Mandarin as an actor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> which like, that was kind of fun. Was, actually. Yeah, was not yeah. to the comic book, but I think that plot twist, which spoiler alert, I guess uh, <laughs> like, if, if you yeah <laughs> it, that plot twist, I think got everybody. I don't know anybody that saw that coming. So. Yeah. Normally, I hate plot twists for that reason. I feel like they're treating us like we're stupid and that like we didn't see that coming two miles away or whatever. But but I really didn't see that coming. So good, good on you for, for getting me. <laughs> the yeah. other and thing I ben, saw... Ben Kingsley to do it. <laughs> oh, man, and so well. Right. The so other well. thing I saw floating around the internet is that one of the main creators behind the Pokemon, uh, Detective Pikachu, is actually happy that Sonic got more... <laughs> More flack than his creations uh, yeah. have. <laughs> they are they are they are at that edge of, of disturbing. <laughs> yes, well, the Psyduck was the Psyduck was the one that kind of kind of oof. Psyduck and Hufflepuff, 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 yeah. Though, though, let's be honest, a Pokemon, a Pokemon Harry Potter crossover is is destined to happen. Please don't. I don't even. No, I, there's a lot of problems I have with like the new Harry Potter stuff. I just can't get behind it at all. <laughs> you talking about the, the f- majestic future beast fe- creatures, fantastic beast world? Thank you. <laughs> I just can't yeah, get behind it. Yeah, it's a cash grab. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of a lot of people obviously worked very very hard uh, um, on their individual. Well, you got to keep that money train rolling. <laughs> we we live in the era like I, I think because because Endgame. Uh, you know, it has made over two billion dollars in two weeks now. Mm. And it is very quickly approaching the two point seven billion that Avatar made, making it the number one highest grossing film uh, of no, all it's time. It's already beaten Avatar. It's has actually it? on its it way two- to beat Titanic. Oh, okay. Well, no, because I think I, I thought Avatar was the number one, but maybe, maybe I'm. Oh, uh, maybe I flipped them. <laughs> either way, either way, it's made a lot of money. Um, and uh, but but like we live in that world where you know an entertainment property. Mm-hmm. can shatter a record like that in two weeks, you know, and, 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 and this unified world, Harry Potter, the Marvel stuff, the star Wars stuff, the, the, uh, the, like this, and then the ones that have failed, you know, the ones that have failed, right. The, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the
The, uh, they didn't even do hopes. this like Cooper movie. They're right. just like Russian <laughs> like, didn't do it. No, isn't that the one that still has the movie yes, website yeah. up that says it's to be released in 2016? Yes, well, that's, it that's, does. That's sad. Oh, I'm, I've still got my fingers crossed. That's oh. going to be like a straight to DVD release. <laughs> Don't make it a video game and everyone will love them again. You know, it's a... I mean, the Sly Cooper series has always, has always been one of my favorites. Yeah, it's great. Uh, well, I, and it would be interesting to see if Sucker Punch, if they make another one or if they, they're doing Ghost of Tsushima right now. Yeah, um, they're working. They actually have some open. Oh, here's a, here, opportunity. They have some open positions. Go check it out uh, at, on their website. I was looking at it the other day. <laughs> yeah, they're, I mean, I, I played their first video game on the N64, and it was solid. It was a solid. It was called Rocket, the Robot on Wheels. If you've never played it, check it out. It's a, a really fun 3D platformer. But then to watch them go on to, to uh, Sly Cooper and then Infamous and now Ghost of Tsushima, like it's, it, it, it mirrors the Naughty Dog arc Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, quite a bit. And that's kind of what I love about those kind of old old hats where they they kind of grew with their audience like Naughty Dog made it very clear that that's what they were going to do is grow with their audience right so to see it come out with I mean even it's not Psycho Punch Insomniac you know follow that same trend here's the goofy here right. now we're getting a little bit more dramatic and then oh yeah by the way here's these really dramatic plot lines that are coming at you on Spider-Man <laughs> yeah yeah um so cool, Sonic. Gonna go see it? Uh, absolutely. I think there's a there's a bunch of us because that's Anwar's birthday is like the day before. So oh man, yeah, I, think, I think we're all going. to Well, see and, it. It, and it could very easily go into so bad it's good territory. Uh, <laughs> like the Resident Evil series. The Mario Brothers. <laughs> oh, I still love watching. Well, it'll be interesting to see how they. I know. I know. Like the artists, you know, a lot of artists did their version or rendition of Sonic, like the way he should mm-hmm. look or the way he could look. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were like, "This looks great." Obviously, that you know that character's not moving, <laughs> you know, in that yeah. world. Or, and there's little subtle things like eye line for all the actors. That have done these things now i guess we're at a place now where they can you know digitally alter anything but uh i don't know i don't know this right? yeah. he's got platforms now yeah, I, don't, I don't know that you can deep fake sonic's face I don't, I don't know. You know, sounds sounds kinky I don't right know. Yeah. what about uh detective pikachu that's coming out this week i think it's gonna be huge it's gonna be giant you think so yeah it's gonna be massive i i, I you know, we were talking about harry potter earlier uh-huh. when i watched the original trailer for that i was like this is harry potter you know, like the Fantastic Beast one? Or? No, 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 the original. Like oh, watching okay. the trailer for the original, because the, the trailer for the original Harry Potter was less of like, here's Harry Potter. It was like, look at the world that Harry Potter exists in, and it showed you little vignettes of little touches, all these things that if you read the books, <laughs> you could recognize. And the first Pokemon trailer did the same thing. And ever since then, it's been these little vignettes. Here's this Pokemon you know, and this Pokemon. So if you don't know, you're just like, oh, look at these cool creatures. And if you do know, you're like, oh, that's so and so, and that's that, and that's yeah. this. I just want to see it for the mind scene. That's it. Yeah, Mr. Mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which was the coolest thing about the Pokemon series back in the day anyway was it was like MCU before MCU, right? Like the different movies and seeing, oh, they, they got Loki to show up in this movie. Like right. every episode of Pokemon felt like that. Oh These random gosh. Pokemon would pop up. It's like, oh, I know that one. Like I've, almost, I've seen, I used to watch every single Pokemon movie when it came out. And that was, I, I completely forgot because then you'd see the crossover from the show and yeah. you're like, Look, look, yeah. look. Or have, so cool. As a kid, that was just the coolest. Yeah, the Mewtwo Mew kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, man, flashbacks. Well, it's always fun. I mean, they, they do a pretty good job in the Pokemon. I think I, I find Japanese entertainment in general does a pretty good job of taking something that's 
inherently sort of silly or goofy. Mm -hmm. And then every once in a while, like upping the stakes really high <laughs> and really serious. Yeah. And it does such a good job. The, 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 uh, you know, the, the dissonance between the two, they did like Kirby, like, like the final boss guy of any kind of Kirby video game is always this like epic, crazy anime boss. <laughs> and you're like, where did that come from? Yeah. You know, it's uh, uh, it's always a joy. Oh man. All right. Well, so next up we had the Sonic thing. Oh, okay. So closing us out is the star citizen. So this comes from, Back again. Okay. <laughs> this is from Forbes.com. And this is talking on the development, and I've seen tons of articles that are coming out about sort of the development of Star Citizen and the creator behind it, the mastermind behind the, the game. Uh, to date, to date, Star Citizen has raised $3 million. Three hundred million. Thank you. Yeah. Three hundred million. <laughs> I, I dropped zero. Basically, Doctor Evil. <laughs> this game is basically a bank heist without looking like it. Well, it's uh, volunteer. They yeah. volunteer the money. Yeah. And that's the that's the thing that you're kind of hiding behind for a lot of this is that these are donations. Yeah. They they don't really. Need oh, sir, I didn't steal that money from the bank. <laughs> I got them to donate it to me. Uh, I don't that's know way, if you guys remember, but a couple of months ago, or maybe like last year, we talked about a particular donor that was, had pretty much donated about $4,000 and then wanted a refund back because the way that Star Citizen had taken a turn to being more of a first-person shooter in space, and he's like, I can't play that, so he tried to get the money back, and he wasn't able to um, because of some clause that had been changed during the whole kickstarting event. Uh, since then, more news is coming out about where the money is going. Uh, nobody really knows. It's a collection of mismanagement, uh, of creep. funds, feature creep, somebody's clinging to a vision. Uh, and, and to know in here, I forgot the name of the guy. Uh, what was the name of the... Just signing there. Uh, what's the name of the creator? Chris Robert. Chris Roberts. Um, Chris Roberts, who kind of got his start. Oh, man, I should have pulled that information out. Um, Wing Commander is, is the big one. Yeah. yeah, Wing Commander is what he got his start on. Um, but a legend, you know, an industry legend, you know, who made a game and like this is the game he's always wanted to make. And because crowdfunding was a big deal, he made the promises to everyone that had been a fan of that dream that he, that he had been, you know, like with, chasing. With this, yep. We could do this and we could do this. It, I, I, I just watched a, a, a profile of Peter Molyneux mm -hmm. and I remember thinking sort of the same thing. Like, here's a guy who's like sort of made a career out of like spitballing these grand ideas and then not being able to quite realize them and how like. How much of a, you know, like like with the Sonic thing or with the Epic thing, you know, like puts the fans into this kind of uproar, you know, for some reason, you know, here's this guy who just keeps asking for more money. Mm -hmm. And the people that believe in that vision are just like, take more of my money. Yeah, but I, at some, um, here's the other thing that I, that I was told is none of the stuff is actually in beta. It's either alpha or he's just selling ships, like concepts of ships that are going to be in the game. They have, they're supposed to have about a hundred worlds and all they have is one planet and nine moons. <laughs> and when asked, when are you going to see any of this, Roberts comes back and says, you're not going to see anything until it's pretty. How long 
are people going to cling to this vision before they go, is enough is enough? He's made $300 million. And you said there's like 14 of it sitting in his... No, it was, there was some article, I I don't remember which one it was, but there was a point where the money had almost dried up and he only had about 14, about 14 million still sitting before he did another crowdfund that kicked it back up. Um, so again, it's in this article in particular cites a lot of people that are just like, he, we ask questions and we get a later (laughs) kind of thing. It goes back to transparency, man. Yeah. Yeah, Don't leave people to wonder if. If the answer is piddly or greatness, like they have their investors. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, they were also doing a game. So, and, and part of Star Citizen, because they know that a lot of people are kind of being um, knocking at the doors going, yo man, where's my stuff? Uh, $200 each per backers. They were doing a single player action game called Squadron 42. Right, I remember hearing about that and being like, what are you thinking? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. why? Why would you make another game while making another game? Yeah. It's not uh, that it never happens, but... Digital toys. Well, when you've got $300 million sitting... <laughs> yeah, burning a hole yeah. in, your, in your bank account. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, there's... there's. The article goes out of, t- out of its way to say, this is not a fraud! It sure sounds like... <laughs> you know? Well, I, it, 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 it speaks... I am not a crook. <laughs> It speaks somewhat to like uh, to like the telltale situation. I mean, obviously, it's not the same, but but it's this. You know, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Hand waving, and then like suddenly, it's not fine. And because you're all fired, r- right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's and, and it's, it's not like they weren't trying, right? You know, yeah. like I, I don't I don't feel like the telltale guys or even this guy like are setting out to rip people off. It's not yeah. like a crazy video game Ponzi scheme. Mm-hmm. I, I really believe that they all had the best of intentions, but. I mean, when you're in a self-contained little echo chamber and don't have, you're not giving any transparency to get an outside opinion to hold you accountable. Like, well, and that's the other part on this. It's like there's nobody really holding him accountable because one, he holds a purse string, and two, it's his vision, right? And I, I, we come across a lot. You, you come across this a lot in kind of the startup startup world where if you challenge somebody's vision, you go, "Yeah, but why?" They're like, "Yeah, you're fired," kind of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> Because if you're not behind them 100%, why would they want you on board kind yeah. of thing? When it's like the, there's, a, there's sort of a gambler's high to it. You know, like I, I feel I feel like... <laughs> this is the year it's going to get made. <laughs> well, this, yeah, there's, there's that aspect. But like, you know, anybody with a strong vision, you know, you, yeah. like I don't know that anybody would say that Steve Jobs was, <laughs> you know, was like an overly kind person. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, obviously I never met him, but, but, the, but there, he was a hard boss mm. because he knew what he wanted yeah. Right. And, 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 and that really does go both ways. I mean, how many, how many people have you run into just, just in the, in the course of the meetings that we go to that they're, they're like, this person clearly has a strong, they, but then, but then you listen to them and see something else and you're like, Oh, you were not thinking about this whole other aspect of what you're trying to do. You know, like you, like, I understand you have a strong vision and I understand you're going to relate, but you really have a wrong opinion about this very large, very important detail. I feel like you're calling somebody out who we spoke on last podcast. Not, not even, not, well, not even particular people. I mean, I mean, I mean, I've run into it. You know, I mean, I, I've been guilty of it several yeah. times, but I'm also not one of those people that's going to bully people into doing what I tell them to do. You know, yeah, yeah. no one's going to follow me into a pit. You know? <laughs> so. Well, I mean... My thing is this, and so last podcast we also talked about a um, Skyrim Skyrim mod community called Skyrim Together, 
that had taken in about 18,000, takes in about 18,000 a month to run a server and to do this project that they're working on that allows to play multiplayer online for Skyrim. And they come back and say, we don't know the community anything, right? You're, you're, these people are putting money into your campaign, however you want to refer to it, into a campaign because they're crowdfunded, right? It's a campaign. These people are putting money into your campaign. I think they do deserve to see something more than concept sketches and a possible, like, I I want to have a full, not like a full build, like I'm not expecting a hundred planets, I'm expecting at least five planets that I can visit so that I have a general idea of what direction is you're going for, for like art, tone, whatever. And I don't know if that's something that people have really, really felt that they've seen here. Yeah. Uh, I, but then again, I'm going to preface this with saying I don't follow. I don't. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't right. get involved. So these kind of games are not my particular cup of tea. But I know that there are some members that do love these kinds of games. Yeah, definitely. If you're paying on the front end, if if the client or consumer or gamer or whatever you want to call them, if they're paying on the front end, you you do owe them something. If they're paying on the back end, like if they liked your previous game. You don't necessarily owe them anything for the sequel, right? If they're just they, they should know what they're getting into before they buy it, I guess. But but if if you've pitched something and they're paying you the money to make a thing, then I think I think you do owe them. When, and you hope too that the, 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 the we don't owe them anything is is like more like from a legal perspective, you know, like it is a donation or whatever. Like so, like legally, we don't owe them anything because you hope. It, at the very least, from a PR perspective. Yes, that's actually how these people are hiding <laughs> right. behind. It's like I don't owe you anything because it's all donated money. It's yeah. a, a yeah. Kickstarter, GoFundMe, uh, Patreon. They're all classified as donations. Yeah. Right. So yeah, they can legally turn around and say, "Well, you donated that money. It doesn't mean I have to do anything yeah. like for right. you." Well, and, and that's but that's and that's part of investment. You know, mm-hmm. like like investment is is a gamble. You know, like like the difference here being so like Fig, uh, which is another sort of crowdfunding. They they offer you like equity basically. So like if the game does well, your hundred dollars turns into two hundred dollars or whatever. Whereas whereas most of the Kickstarter and Patreon, so it's we're, we're you're paying you're pre-ordering basically. You know this 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 thing, and depending on how much you want to be invested. Uh, so so that so but 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 at the core, as every as we've seen a number of times now with Kickstarter projects, they they don't. They disappear. They either disappear or they are disappointing. <laughs> yes, exactly. but, but 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 again, like like I would rather be disappointed than have it disappear. Right. You know, like it's, it's one thing to make a promise and not be able to follow through, but you know, follow through to what you can. It's another thing to be like, well, I just blew through eighteen thousand dollars and I don't have anything mm-hmm. to show you. You know, there's uh, it's. But but again, that's the that's the investment. That's why these businesses turn these games away to begin with. You know, and why yeah. it's hard to get that kind of money. So I mean, we're all we're all investing in a dream, and you know, and, and I don't like it. Seems shady, and it like the Skyrim mod and the Star Citizen thing. You, you know, you hope you hope it works out for the people who invested in that dream that that, that they get what they hope. You yeah. know, just or some version of it at any rate. But there's there is no guarantee, unfortunately. Yeah. And for fraudulent claims, like I don't see much of a difference between that and then the person that's just like literally doesn't even make an attempt to do anything right like and that was happening for a while takes, too yeah. takes donations runs away with the money like, 
I saw an article the, the was it this morning or yesterday about, not an article, it was a post this guy made where he was trying to get fundraising for his son that was dying and then somebody else took pictures of his son and did their own crowdfunding for Ugh. it. Yeah. <laughs> that's gross. Yeah, that's pretty, it's pretty jacked up. Uh, so, any other topics? It's kind of the end. Our only honorable mentions, uh, well, we pretty much talked on all of it. The haptic controller is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. That, yeah, that was the news that came in today, which is why I didn't oh, think about sorry. it yet. Yeah. Uh, so tell us about the controller. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know much about it, except that I guess Microsoft just announced that they're filing a patent for a haptic Braille readout controller that like in real time would generate Braille that reads out the text you'd be reading on the screen. I mean, I don't know much more than that. Wait, what do you mean in Braille? Is there There's some... little bumps that'll raise and lower. And so like, you know, so the, the text will kind of, you know. Oh, on a controller? Yeah, on a controller, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I mean, you, you know what it kind of reminds me of? You know those, um, you know those toys that you can put your hand through and like the imprint. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah needles, that's kind of what, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Kinda what it sounds but like. The accessibility stuff that they're ramping up on is pretty, pretty neat, it seems like. They've been, they've been really pushing heavy on accessibility, uh, on inclusion, diversity. The, those are kind of where that, that's been their trend for the last couple, couple years, for the last well, more than a couple years before a while. Uh, they had the box that you could open. The oh, the accessibility controller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, oh, yeah, the accessibility the, the, the box, box for the accessibility <laughs> yeah. controller. Yeah, the accessible box for the accessibility controller. Yes. Um, this is cool. Have to have to hear. Well, and they've really been the, the message they've been really hammering home between even even between the accessibility, but also with the game pass mm -hmm. uh, and, and the, like, you know, the Xbox one digital. <laughs> if nobody's Xbox. taking advantage of the game pass right now, it's $1, not a sponsor, but it's $1 <laughs> for three months. I just downloaded Hell's Blade and I'm enjoying, enjoying it so far. I've played like an hour of it. So anybody wants to see what that whole blue is about, that's uh, you can, you can drop a dollar and play it. <laughs> <laughs> and check out their I, like four hundred something catalogers. I like the idea though of you still secretly working at Microsoft this whole time. You're, you're <laughs> yeah. a shill and you pretended to like run this other company and stuff. And all along, you're just a Microsoft shill. <laughs> <laughs> we purchased thousands of copies of Microsoft Office. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but 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 again, like their their, their whole. Their whole, I mean, their whole attitude, like the mm -hmm. whole, the whole the thrust of their sort of PR lately has been like, we want everyone to play everywhere, mm -hmm. which is a really powerful statement, especially as we go into this, you know, we, we literally all walk around with computers in our pockets, like supercomputers in our pockets, like at, at any, at any moment, like it, it is a, it is a crazy world we live in. Game Gears, he's referring to Game Gears. Game Gears, yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, load up on AA batteries. There was a, I don't know if it was here in the States or somewhere in within the States, but there was already showing, because um, net neutrality, it's gone. <laughs> so for there's now. already, yeah, for now, yeah. there's a whole bunch of movements happening and trying to, and like, both at the state level, uh, at like the lower levels, state level, whatever. And the militia. <laughs> uh, where, where we're already seeing packages made that specifically say if you want higher bandwidth on your phone to play mobile games, here's a package for yeah. you. So we're starting to see this stuff 
hit the market now. Uh, it isn't nationwide yet, but it's getting close. Yeah, some interesting hocus pocus. Well, we're definitely in the premium. Like, I, I, I don't, in my mind, this has to do with the, sort of the general income and quality of, of our country, if not the world. <laughs> but I definitely see more and more of this kind of, like, we're going to, you, you want to get to work faster? You pay us a little extra money and you can use the quick lane on the highway. You, and that's you know. already a thing. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, right. No, but, but, but what I mean is, is like... Uh, what like, do you think I got here? Right? <laughs> well, no, you took, you took a tollway, though, right? Or did you take did you pay for, the, like, the... No, I took a tollway. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, like, in Austin, like, they built express lanes onto the highways. Right? And so, it's like, if you want to spend an extra dollar twenty-five during rush hour... They have those. Okay, so they do have those here. They do have right, those, yeah. yeah. From Dallas, so if you come from Dallas, you can take a, an expressway from Dallas to take you all the way over to 635. Okay, yeah. Okay. So so like, <laughs> but you see that stuff happening more and more, and I, and I often, you know, for me, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, like, like how, where does that, where does that end? You know, like, you know, because the people, the people that are probably at the most need to get to their jobs quicker don't make enough money to take advantage of those. Uh, yeah. I mean, and then we're getting closer to having self-driving cars and how's that going to affect everything. Right. And they've already trained us not to own anything. Can we get self-doing homework? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there's a, a millionaire parent out there somewhere paying a tutor to do their child's homework. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And teach them how to play Fortnite on the side. Yeah, it's okay, Shay. They, they have money. They're better than us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm bringing the conversation back. Uh, so yeah, that's everything that we have so far going on. We'll keep we'll keep an eye on kind of what's going on um, with Riot, only because it seems to be growing. And um, there was one more, which we'll probably look into more more later. But it, Quantic Dream definitely hit the news. Quantic. 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 Yeah. Dream also hit the news. Um, and I would like to report on that next week. Of course, so we always say, tuned. like, things we're going to report on, and, we're, and then it's like, we nailed that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an episode of uh, Arrested, Arrested Development. Yeah. Next time. Yeah. Just need to, like, I don't know, sit down, go through all the old episodes, and pull out whenever we said next time we'll talk about this, and just have one solid episode about our next Ketchup. Special yeah. next time. Ketchup yeah. Uh, the only reason why we haven't gone is mostly because I just want to go and sit down um, again, throw out a lot of the news about crunch, about um, sexual harassment. Um, we're starting to see the game unit unite. Game, game workers unite are, are um, popping out more and more. So I want to learn about them and bring that conversation to our table and see how it goes from there. All right. All righty. Thank you all for joining us. Shout outs. Thank you to Trey for being awesome and always making our podcast sound off, sound great. If the sound quality this time is a little damp and we meant to say <laughs> this at the beginning of the, of the podcast, we changed locations just this once. <laughs> so we apologize. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> we apologize for oh. any weird sounds. Um, a thank you to Courtney, who's been out there trying to find us some new guests to come on. Thank you to Joel, who spontaneously joined us on this on today's episode. My pleasure. <laughs> and, of course, if you would like to come and join any of our local groups, you can find, you can find us at Whole Foods off of Renner Road in Plano or in Frisco. 
at Nirvana, forgot, Nirvana, both clubs start at 8 a.m. Or you can put it in your calendar. Last Tuesday of every month is the beer club. And if you can't come, that's okay. Just follow us on any of our social media or join us on our Discord. It is VGOCC. Y'all have a great morning. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.